If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. Yeah. 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 I want to be a good father, I want to be a good steward of the land, and I want to keep helping people and uh, keep sharing, sharing truth. And I do it through poetry and through comedy. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Great America Show. We are going to be chatting with friend of the show, Benny Wills, a little bit later. Of course, second time we had Benny on. We're going to talk about uh, some of his content, talk about the Trump effect, all sorts of great stuff, being the change. Benny's a great guy. And down, he's actually not too far from us. I'm sure we're going to bump into him over the next few months. Um, I mean, I got a couple trips. Maybe after down, the winter. I got a couple trips down there to make at some point. So, yeah, there's a guy in Spokane in the chats that's hounding me to go visit. We got Truffaut in studio again, and uh, we got... Graham, cat scratch, fever, Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? All right. It's got an itchy neck. Yeah. I'm okay. I thought it was razor burn. But. Yeah. Well, you know what? My neck does get razor burn there, so maybe there's something weird about that area of my neck. So now you're not going to be able to shave for a couple of days? No, it's fine. Just you know. It's the one cat I have that gets me. The other two are fine. Is it like while you're sleeping? Or can you no, take just, us through it? How's this no, cat attack? No, it, just, it, it rubs up against my face. So it's not even from its claws? <clears throat> Sometimes. Do you so bury your cat on your shoulder? So the other day my cat so leaped off so my head in the middle of the leapt, night. Leapt. And and uh, had its claw in my ear. And I woke up in the middle of the night because something scared it and it just jumped off my head. And it, the, the claw was like stuck in like just my ears bleeding in the middle of the night. And so that's not like from the claw? That's just from it like nuzzling you? Yeah. You let it nuzzle you that much that you got a... a I was trying to nap. <laughs> uh, well, how you doing, you Michael? Gotta, you got to let the cats do what they want to do. Then they're more friendly to you. Then they, it seems they, like you know, the if cats... If you try and control them live. too much, like then it's just a nightmare. That way they so won't you just, eat you. You, just, you, you, sub, you submit to them and everything's good. Keep their box clean, their food dish full. Yeah, yeah. Submit to the submit to their cuddle request. Like they have a timeshare with me. They all take their turn. What do you get out of all this? Love. Yeah, unconditional love from the cats. Keep Until I die, then they eat me. Mouse, they will right? definitely eat you. I mean, from the looks of it, the cat was trying to eat you while you were napping. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably was like sitting on his chest, and he had his claws out, and he's like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." The other two were like, "No, no, please." We love Graham. Uh, you think so? Is it one of the, was it the newest cat? Yeah. Yep. Trying to take you out. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. trying to prove his yeah. colors. Huh. You better, you better watch. Anything happens to Graham. I got a video of it. I'll show you later on. Like, I, I don't want to see you. I don't want to watch your Maybe cat. You're board. allergic to cats. No, it's just, it's just this one. Oh, that would break his little heart. Yeah. <laughs> Big heart. So what do you got? You got anything good? 
Well, you been doing anything fun? Well, I want to mention, uh, yeah, I mean, we did. So Celia, my friend from the Calgary CE5 group, she's got the second part of the uh, CE5 handbook, the How to See a UFO handbook up on YouTube. She's done a great job of adding a video to my narration of the book. What sort of video? A video of you guys see like just the Actually, like it's like just the paper being turned, like the book being turned, and it's just a cute video, you know. It's not like video of people and all that. It's just, oh. it's just, she just... So just to go know, put the chapters stuff. in there and stuff like you know she did a great job of it. so i'll put the link Good to that in the show you. notes and i got an email from her and you're gonna read it yep what sort of jingle would i play for this do you remember we had uh oh i got, no, I got the perfect jingle <laughs> okay there we go <laughs> we had the new moon dark sky which is great <laughs> had a plan camping pitched a tent went back there for the night Crystal clear. Darkest night. So I had to read that meditation, did the singing bowl, and that shit starts happening. Pow, pow, pow. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. We started seeing flash bulbs. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Streakers coming down. Turn it off. You could almost add the okay, okay to the jingle. It's like at the exact same spot. Okay, 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 okay. Reminds me of Joe oh. Pesci at Casino. I wish Failed would make more. I miss the failed jingles. He's got a real talent. Yeah, really he's does. got a real gift for the jingle making. Yeah, and you can tell it makes him happy to sit down and make. Yeah, it. exactly. Oh, you, it's fucking amazing. It is. Can you imagine if Felix and Failed collaborated on a jingle? Well, they have different styles, but yeah, it'd be like a weird collaboration. You mean it would be great? I yeah. think we should zoom a band. Are we starting a band? Well, sure. Why not? But we're I think our first practice on Sunday. Everybody wow. could play on Zoom, right? Or something like nah, that. Nah, fuck that. There'd be a no? delay. There's, the music's too yeah. too sensual. So anyways. It'd be like trying to have sex on Zoom. Work out about the same. Except with the sex, you probably at, at least you probably end up finishing. <laughs> okay, Graham, you're up. So we do have an episode coming out that's kind of contrary to this whole CE5 thing. It's the channelings of... Uh, Allies of Humanity. So we've recorded that. that and it's the, coming uh, out soon. The Netflix one? No, which one was that? No, that was the other one. That was the that was the hybrid hybridization. Oh, right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a nice guy. That was a great show. And actually tonight we're recording one about the uh what? An um, a view of another another world like this guy that got abducted in uh we're really Argentina. Going down. Argentina, I think. We're really so going down the road here. Documentary with Jacques Vallée. So Jacques Vallée interviewed this guy 40 years ago i think it was 40 years ago in the late 70s and he went back and met him again and they have documented this 40-year period now that jock's jock's seen him again and that's what the documentary is about that we're gonna be talking to about and and i think that's a it's a suffering like it's kind of a suffering and then a you know a <clears throat> And in light, almost, I don't think enlightenment's the right word, but, you know, a transition to a positive experience. But but this Allies of Humanity thing's kind of got me thinking about the whole E.T. thing. And you might. They, there's some pretty good logic in there. Makes you, you think. He's going to bail some good logic in there. That'll be it. You're done. The trick is not to be an all-in believer. Oh, yeah. In but anything. Entertain but. all sorts of different Exactly. Things. That's, that's what I try to do. That's what we try to do here. <laughs> so... Do you remember we had E.T. Let's Talk on a couple of years ago, Costa, Costa yes. Macrius? Uh, wait, when you were talking about over the 40 years, it made me think I was talking to Rick Strassman yesterday. Yeah. Let me get him back on the show. That's the uh, the DMT, the spirit molecule? Yeah. 
And he mentioned that that some of the people that were retelling their accounts in that movie were 15 years old. Uh, That kind of blew me away. What do you mean 15 years old? You mean the accounts were 15 years old? Yeah. So they were recounting their DMT experience from 15 years ago. It was interesting. Yeah. Because I had asked him, like, how long, if he had noticed something on how long that sort of afterglow lasts. Yeah. He was like, well, some of those people were at 15 years. Yeah. Well, just because they're talking about it with a glow doesn't mean they're living the glow. Well, he implied that they were. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You can ask him. We'll have to ask him. Okay. He said we can't do it live. Rick gets a little nervous. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. okay. So uh, so Costa's Facebook group got suppressed and people are blowing up on Facebook. Feels like a massive mobilization to use other platforms. Just thought you would find this interesting. So she sent me a note. And here's my goodbye post. Looks like everyone will be moving to MeWe. MeWe? A new social media platform whose tagline reads, we are not for sale. So this is the, this is the problem now. There's going to be like eight or ten different platforms to be on. Ugh. So this is my official divorce from Facebook. A group that I belong to, ET Let's Talk, was shut down for reasons unknown. I've read Facebook's community guidelines closely. There is no justification for the suppression of this group. It was a peaceful, honest group where people could share their UFO stories. What could be so nefarious as that? Well, it might be because if the truth about ET technologies were disclosed to the public, the current power structure would collapse. Think I'm crazy? Go watch Unacknowledged on Netflix. I've met hundreds of top quality, high integrity people all over the world who simply want the truth and have also had multiple witness undeniable UFO sightings as I have. Several of those people have had encounters with ET beings. I know these people very well on a personal level, and I trust them more than I trust the government or groups with vested interests in the current paradigm. If truth-seeking results in censorship here on Facebook, I'm out. I will keep my account active and use it like the yellow pages. Feel free to message me, and I will message you back to let you know how to contact me in other ways. You can finally... You can find me happily residing at MeWe, WhatsApp, Signal, a texting app, and uh, da, da 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 and email. So, interesting. MeWe, have to check that out. Well, congratulations on your departure from Facebook, Celia. I think I'm coming up on three years. Feels good. Yeah. <clears throat> interesting, though, eh? How um, Facebook start, like, what, you know, that makes me wonder about the whole paradigm, too. Like, so, you know, on one hand... Their ETs are good. On the other hand, they're bad. But now we can't even have groups like that on Facebook now without being censored. Yeah, I would almost say if you've read the book 1984, the way that they had the children programmed at the time, and then that one guy across the hall, his daughter ends up ratting him out. But the way that they had all that, the doublespeak and everything, that's Facebook to me. That's what yeah. that is, yeah. is it's that coming into being. Yeah, And... Didn't it come out just recently that Facebook, uh, when you sign up for it, you turn over all of your data in the future in perpetuity, forever? Like all of your data, everything you do, not just on Facebook. Yeah, who knows? So if that's true, and data's worth more than oil now, and nobody realizes that yet, They've got all the data already. I, t- I think Twitter and Google are the same thing, though. That's the double speak on both that. Yeah, probably so. They but get Facebook the is the biggest. Have you seen the virtual capitalists, their new thing that I posted it on Discord today? 
I think Apple and Android. It's are the pretty biggest. wild to watch Facebook grow and just it's five times bigger than everybody else. All the social media and it just goes and goes and goes and goes. You should watch the animation on Virtual Capital. Wow, really? It came out today. Yeah. I think Apple gets them anyway. You know, Apple and Android are just doesn't matter what you do, even if you get the encrypted app. I think they they're Apple. I think they've got the phones. And then we're moving they to get the, the social, keystrokes, the social credit system that's coming in you know, now, basically, they just haven't told any, everybody yet. Do you so just want to almost want to stay on Facebook and get as many really good quality friends as you can to build your social credit? Fuck score. that. Just disengage. I mean, holy, why would you want to play that game? I mean, I, it's just, do you have a credit score? Do you follow a credit score? No. Oh, really? You don't? have loans or borrowed or yeah I just sent a shit ton of debt so I got great credit because I'm fucking in so much debt okay but the point is if you want to go if you want to travel like in China now if you want to travel if you want to buy an airplane ticket to go down to your next CAC thing your social credit score better be high enough if it's not you're not flying I don't know I don't think I can buy into that system no matter what man I just feel like disconnecting from the whole thing I mean can you not but you have to well just what do you mean? You have to fly. No, we don't have to fly. Just no? stop flying. That's better for the environment anyways. I don't know. The point is, they <laughs> make drive. You, they're going to make you tank. play the game. They're going to make you play the game. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm sort of being half facetious, but I, but I do feel like, can get like especially with this podcast, sometimes I'm like, do we? what do we do here with a voice? We have a little tiny voice here. Benny Wills was on kind of a great example of this, right? We were talking about this thing in this episode. What do you do? Do we talk about it? Or do we do you feel I feel like disengaging sometimes? Yeah. The propaganda and the You're lies are so thick. So thick. It's just like you know, it's disgusting. It, it's thick enough that you don't know what the fuck you're saying, so you might as well just not muddy the exactly. waters anymore. Well, worry about what the stuff that you do kind of have some standing have you ever on. Crossed a that giant you river? Have you ever crossed a giant river? Like you get in a river that's way too big, you know you're gonna be swimming part of it but you have to get across it. Have you ever done that? Yeah. No. Yeah. So then when you're in the river, Shab. when you're in the river, know. you're yeah, still, I'm, I'm you're still swimming fucking that river. Kid, 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 river crossing. <laughs> I think we're in the middle of a huge river kind of right now. That's how it feels. Where it feels you have like to, you have to swim. Uh, you have to pick that stage. angle, that angle that gets you like, you know, like 45 degrees up upstream. So yeah. that you end up at your destination. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch out yep. for the fucking river sharks. Oh my God. But you have to cross it and you're in it. And if you stand still, you can't stand still. It's going to wash you away. You know, you have to, you but have to no, but I'm saying you, you go under. So you miss that fucking Tree current that's going by. Maybe there's, but it's not a no. wave. There's no wind. You can't go <laughs> under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, you can w- make way more progress if you go underneath. Yeah, think maybe. so. Yeah. Not in a river. Not in a yeah, river, you can. bro. Yeah, you can. No. Swim underwater way better. The river's like flowing down the hill, man. <laughs> it's like you're swimming uphill. Any way you slice it, you're swimming uphill. The point is, it seems like we're in the middle of some sort of a deluge that's now happened, and we're just we're transiting from the old world to the new world yeah. in a way, you know? And it's some people are on the bridge, but we almost feel like we're in the river. You know? And I'm the feeling the I get, no matter what side of the deep state gets control, it, this this is going to happen. The social credit score, this monitoring, this surveillance yeah. is going to so it's going to happen. To Cecilia, it's like 
Yeah, I, I can understand being pissed at Facebook because I did that years and years and years ago. But if you go, if I go back to Facebook, even though I've tried to get out of it several times, it's all still there. I think I've uh, even deleted it all before I left and I go back and a bunch of it's still there. I still have some hope that the next generation They're will botting my account. Fix things? Drop, no, just drop it. Just not like, I don't think the kids are signing up for Facebook. We'll see what replaces it, but it's like, like my, my daughter's little circle, they all think Facebook is just ridiculous. They like talk about it, talk about how they're never going to be on Facebook, probably because all their, all how old's your daughter? Eight. Probably because all they're their talking moms, about Facebook well, they, they've grown up with moms that are probably spending too much time on Facebook and they, you know, like Madison says all the time, she fucking hates Facebook. Now I'm sure they'll get them with something else, but for now I, whoa. I see some hope that uh, well, Facebook's in mostly in a they'll walk away. It's an older demographic for sure, but I think that it's becoming more of um, it's more of like a foundation of the next world that we're kind of moving into. It's more of like it'll be like a utility, like all the companies everywhere, all the businesses have a Facebook logo on their thing. That's not going away anytime soon. I don't care what the kids do. I think it will. That's what they said about MySpace. We should take MySpace back. We could be like this. This is different, though. We could be the MySpace. This is different because you you've reached a a current level of interaction and. Well, that's no. It isn't different because if I ever if I ever if I ever made a new banner, there's zero chance it would have a Facebook logo on. Zero. Yeah, but then you're not going to be seen by ninety five percent of the people. No, that's zero. That's not true. Well, okay, maybe not you, but no, even like our brand, Facebook is like. Probably our smallest demographic. It depends on the market you're in, for sure. Like in a small town, I think it's because of our. I think it's because of our demographic. Our main demographic is like twenty to thirty-five. But MySpace never reached that saturation point. Like Facebook is at billions of people. It's not stopping. But MySpace had the saturation for North America. Yeah, for sure. This is global. I mean, that's that's so a big that's difference. okay. That's just the wave going across. So no. now the wave's like it's dissipating from North America as people are leaving at an unprecedented rate, and it'll wash over the rest of the planet. I mean, Twitter still seems to be rocking, but I mean, Twitter seems like a lot of bots these days too. It seems like all the accounts have six numbers after them. Like, who makes an account with six numbers after it? Seems like it's got to be a bot. I don't know. Everything like you take your kids to like their class, they have a class party and everything. And you see one of the parents out and the parents are like, Hey, how come you didn't come to the party? Whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. Nobody sent me an invitation. I didn't know about this party. Well, it was on Facebook. Yeah, so like know. you miss see, my kid's school is not tied in with any of that. Shit. I get in, I get all the emails. I get the emails. I get the emails from yeah, people. But I, and... Yeah. I just disagree with it. I don't think Facebook, because so every time we get on, we have this conversation about Facebook and I, and I, I just continue to see just more evidence of nobody really being on it. Mm-hmm. I see it as a total global takeover. <laughs> like our, 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 well, it's going to have, it's, they own Oculus Rift, right? So, I mean, Oculus is going to be, they're going to be connected virtually with everybody now. So they're going to suck people in. That's how, if they're going to do it, that's how they're going to do it by morphing into some other new company with yeah. some new technology. Cause Facebook ain't, ain't doing it. A virtual anymore. second life where you can do all your fucking, everything you do in life, you can do it through in a virtual world. Mm-hmm. I think people are starting to, you know, we were that. We were the fucking people that were just like, yeah, we can just throw everything on the internet and it'll be great. 
And then, you know, we're like, oh, God. You know, it took us 15 years, but we're like, okay, that was a real bad idea. Oh, see, I think it's opposite. I think it's opposite. It's going to be that everybody is exposed to everything and then everybody just deals with it. Like, it doesn't, there is no more shame or secrets because it's just all out there. I Everything's think, out no, there. I think yeah. they'll kick back against. I'm, I, I think we'll eventually get sick of these things. I think it's a phase. I hope. I got sick of mine a long time ago. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it when I look in the chats. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's a disease. <laughs> the problem is Once the phone's like it, a computer. It's it's not just a fucking along. phone, right? It's a computer. It's like at work, you're you're texting pictures and emailing stuff and everything. You know, like it's it's a tool for everything. It's, yeah. it's not just well, a, I mean, it comes down to, I mean, it's self-control. It's like 10 Ultimately. hours a day is the average. Well, no, because it's it's beyond that in a lot of ways, because people use them for work. That, I mean, well, it's, that's it's, the it's case. It's your work that's computer. That's the case from 7 to computer. 4, sure. Yeah. But when you yeah. get home, it's on you. Like, what I started doing is I just keep mine in fucking do not disturb mode. And then, so at least it's not, at least that's one less thing. At least it's not, okay, my phone made a sound, so I got to go grab it. So now it's at least you check it on your own pace. And you try and get for me. It's like yeah, a, I check mine you, at my you, own pace. You take it as a win. Happen, but. You take it as a win when you have to put. So I have, I have to put in my passcode after an hour. So I always give myself a pat on the back if I pick up my phone and I have to put in my passcode. Hmm. But no, I mean, no ultimately, hacks. that's the thing is trying to just disengage from the thing because that's the only person that can make me stop spending a bunch of time on my phone is just by putting that fucking thing down. Mm-hmm. Pick up a book or something. And then when you pick it up, there's really nothing. It's almost That's like 10,000 channels, like, and you're like, well, this is the same page. Yeah, exactly. Why do I do yeah, this? The problem I, I mean, have the best part is of it is list. Discord. Honestly, that's the best part of my phone is there seems to be some cool AI in the Discord. <laughs> well, it's just fun conversations with other people out there that are, you know. I mean, a shout out to the Discord. It's It's way better than I imagined it. You know, in some ways, but it's not like most social media. You haven't stormed out. We're talking about we're talking about our chat. So (laughs) grimerica.ca slash chats and it's our Discord group. Fantastic memery going on in there and a bunch of awesome people. Stop on by, 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 stop on by. Yeah, the chats are blown out. I think there's four four hundred people in there, a little over four hundred people in there now. Well, see, the like problem the for me is I got I got the audiobooks and the, the YouTube and the, like or videos and yeah, totally. podcasts. I'm always hooked up to that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's where I can't put my phone down the, for the most. And I can't like, really listen to podcasts as much anymore. So, but you so can have I don't that really... thing there all the time and just constantly just reading ten and adding something. And... Yeah, I do that too, but I don't really count that too much. As like, you oh, know, because okay. I just yeah, put yeah, on yeah. a book and then not, it's yeah, just right. playing okay, in the background. Okay, okay, I'm yeah. not going yeah, yeah, yeah. looking enough, at yeah. the same shit over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. Twitter still gets But it's guys sometimes. like Curry and Dvorak that, that are sort of demonizing the smartphone for the tracking po- you know problems, what? obviously. Would, like off the grid is, is a great, you know, ideal, but... I mean, I, I can't, I, job, how do I listen to their podcast? I mean, that they're missing that no, part no, of it. No, no, right? if I had, if I didn't have the day Unless job. Unless I'm doing an iPod, use an iPod. Yeah, if I didn't have the day job that I had right now, I would ditch my phone and I would just get a good iPod. So you get the iPod touch, it would look just like this. It'd be 64 gigs. It'd be at your house. It would download your podcast automatically on you your Wi-Fi. Do you know my experience with iTunes lately? So this is the problem. I don't think you can actually... Well, yeah, you could, yeah, you, yeah, you're right. You could do it that way. It's but, the same yeah. as the phone. It just doesn't work. No, I know, I know. It does, but then when you go out, how do you use it? 
Well, you'd just be the same as the old days. You just have to have your shit downloaded on it before you leave the house. The Which is, is how my podcasts work anyway. Yeah, but uh, they're trying to get away from Sometimes that. I download stuff on the fly. The music, they're the not letting part. you do that now in the music. No, it's more get a hold of people. Now it's now they're forcing you to stream stuff. I showed you that well, example the other day. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. And but I went I into Apple that. Store. I don't use that. I know, but I went into the Apple Store the other day. I use Spotify, and I can download up to thirty five hundred songs at a time. Why don't you? Switch I should have switched. Well, because it's too late now. They've got me wrapped in, right? I've got yeah, all exactly. my, I've got my iTunes with all this <laughs> library that I can't get from my iTunes to my phone anymore. Yeah. There's no longer a connection. Just bring I your can't laptop. choose what to. To download into my phone, so, so I went into the Apple Store. No, I want you, I want to tell the don't story now. Don't update your computer because the new update has no iTunes, and your fucking life is going to completely fall apart. What? Why do they get rid of the iTunes? <laughs> I fucking spent all that time building up a library. This is the problem. <laughs> Apple's fucked, man. I so love I went into the Apple music. Store, and the guy tells me, he goes. But when you switch devices, you had to re-download, you have to re-upload all your discs. Like these are from the, like my Monroe Institute meditations uh -huh. that I bought and stuff, right? Like stuff like that. You're like, it doesn't have a disc player, bro. Yeah. How am I supposed <laughs> to do that? I never even got into that with him, but I'm like, okay, at least he has an answer for me. At least he can tell me it doesn't transfer over to your new device. So I said, well, how do I get the stuff out of my computer onto my phone then? Because some of the stuff that I burned is in here. Some of it's not. Some of it that I bought through Apple Music or iTunes is was in here and it's not anymore. Like I showed him that 1981 Def Leppard song. That's not it's there. the same one. <laughs> well, I had some examples, right? Yeah. He did have some examples. He had this rant ready for me when I got to work. I got this rant at seven in the morning. Yeah, I'm sure it deletes off those at some point. But then, then it won't let you download it. So now it, then I can stream them or somehow get a hold of them and say, hey, I can prove that I bought these from you. Yeah, and yeah. Why aren't they there? Just anymore? fucking rebuy them, bro. And just, they might, they might help it, you out. It, done. You can't with the Def Leppard one. Well, then, it's because sucks. now they, they force you to stream it. I lost so I can't even keep. So I can't even go. keep shit you on my phone now. You just pay the fifteen bucks a month to Spotify, and you just have access to it. And I was so. I mad pay it for iTunes. Apple Music right now. I know because I want to have my iTunes library. They trap you into the fucking cloud. Now they're forcing me to the cloud. So I made an appointment with them to call me. They call me right. Four o'clock. So they call me like 20 minutes late. Sunday afternoon. I'm like, thanks for your help in the store. They called you I'm going to go home. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> it's probably like 409 or something. I should check. Anyways, I had the conversation with the, the lady, the first lady. I explained it all to her. She can't. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have my, I'm gonna have to get my supervisor. I have to get my supervisor. Uh, I could just imagine Graham trying to explain this to this poor lady. I'm not a genius. It's, I'm just saying, I'm how just do I get help. my iTunes? Just tell me if I can't do it. If I can no longer transfer my iTunes to my phone, just tell me that. Say we've <laughs> fucked it up. There's no way you can get that onto there. This is the phone call, pretty much. You no, imagine this no, 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 no. I'm thinking that now because I thought there was a solution. They were taking me through it. Okay, they're even sharing my screen. I've got. I'm scared because they're fucking looking at my... My iTunes, my music on my phone. So I'm watching this all happen. So she gets the supervisor Why on. Why scared? Because I got access to my phone. <laughs> Do you get anxious when someone has your phone? Do you have like not safe for work <laughs> music on there? Is there something? I was using Monroe Institute like meditation examples and stuff because it's a good example because it's not no longer available on my phone. Why are you changing the subject? What's on your phone that you don't want people to see? singing in the shower. What's on your phone that you're worried about? Specifically in your iTunes. Nothing. So why were you anxious? Grime America Show podcast. I should have said, hey, look, I used to have this. Anyways, I didn't want to get into all that. He's totally deflecting. So. 
She gets her manager, right? The manager comes on. The manager comes on. Okay, we're going to help you out with all this problem. The manager comes on. She's asking again. She she can't she she can't figure it out. She take, she hangs up on me. Disconnects. Disconnected. Oh, that's what I do. Completely. She's just like fuck they this they guy. like they can't even, they can't even Let me give. Show you how you handle that, they, Janine. They can't even give me an answer. All all of a sudden, I get this weird text on my phone. Oh, sorry, we're disconnected. Call us back. I'm like, I don't. They don't have your number. You called me. And they just like fucking let the call drop. No return call, nothing. I'm waiting around like, are they going to call me back? Because like, they seem pretty sincere, like they wanted to help. <coughs> they were just laughing at you, bro. Oh, yeah, they were having oh, a great yeah. time. They were probably this fool, they were... this fool that has like 2,000 songs burned into his iTunes. And he he's worried he, he can't get his, his Def Leppard on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get his records onto his phone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh what a fucking nightmare <laughs> i finally because i wasn't gonna go spotify i know it was actually last year on that road trip to the states for the cac two years ago now seems like last year it was last may when we went to seaside yeah i fucking went to spotify and i it was the best decision i ever made i could I never go back I know. I, I know, I, but I was trapped. I'm, I'm telling you, because I, I had burned my whole CD collection into iTunes, into my, because I had iTunes on a PC way back. I mean, I went with iTunes at the beginning. You were real. P- podcasting. Pioneer. I used to, 12 years ago, I used to upload, physically upload podcasts from iTunes into my podcast, my, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, so I did you'd the be same my iPod. I put my iPod. all my CDs on. Yeah, iTunes. I used to just do, 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 you know, pick which podcast, pick which audiobooks, pick which CDs exactly way back when. Happened, manage your physically manage your, your library. Then we could just go get a nice flip phone and have a nice iPod. So anyway, remember my thing? I was fucking for like a week straight, week and a half at the new place. I wake up every fucking night, sometime between like two and three thirty, and couldn't get back to sleep and figure out what was going on. You need to get up and meditate. Cat? Was it the cat? No, I fucking... <laughs> that I, could be a problem. <laughs> I had stopped putting my phone in airplane mode. And I uh, mm. started putting in airplane mode again, sleeping through the night again. Yeah. I don't know if it was making a sound at that time or what was going on. But it seems to have been the phone. I put it in airplane mode and shut the, uh, the ringer off again. It seems okay. Yep. I used to carry mine in my pocket a lot when I had a four because it was much smaller and you'd get the buzz because I always keep it on vibrate. And then I started getting the ghost vibrates. Did you ever feel those? Yeah. Oh yeah. I still, sometimes I hear the pew pew. You'll feel the thing buzzing in your pocket and you'll reach down for it and it's not in your pocket. I know. I've got a, I've got a fucking ass. I swear you felt the vibration. I know. My ringtone is crazy, you know, for my text. Like that should, no one else's phone has the same text tone as me. It's a handmade from the no agenda pew pew laser gun. And sometimes I'll just be like, I'll just hear like pew pew. And it's not, it's my phone and check it nothing. It's just like, it's fucking hooking in. I mean, I'm, I, I, I was wearing my electric hoodie today, so I'm pretty, I'm I'm like half, I'm like half a robot, (laughs) practically a robot. I just got this email about the EM, EM weapons, like, there's some crazy. Oh, the Tulum trip's filling up already. With the, with the, the, uh, Freedom of Information Act about the the EM 
EM uh, weaponry. We should get into that. But uh, sure. I got that old six, that old iPhone six. I was going to sell to I'm, the Grand America show. Should I use that as the, like the iPod, as the what OTG iPod? iPod? Well, Just, you're not going OTG. You're I fucking know. hooked in. That's, you're the same as me. You got the. It's not an option. I'm at, I'm past the point. Well, at least for work. And now that I'm not going to, I'm not. I'm going to half disconnect from a credit score. I'm fucked. I'm going to be in limbo in the middle. I would probably have to give back some salary if I wanted to go to a flip phone. We could mine gold. You can't do your email and think of all the things I couldn't do for work if Spend I didn't have Spend the summers my, in northern oh, BC yeah. mining gold. There you go. Mine gold. We'll just have festivals I broke all my summer. toes. Last time we'll I mined gold, I broke in my Washington toes. All fucking summer. Yeah, they all run by Visa too. What? Yeah. Visa, you've been to a big festival lately? We're going to Grand America Festivals. Anymore. No, we're just going to, no, we're going to take cash at Grand America Fest. Mm. Wenatchee. Cool. We cut the road in. Well, we didn't. Brando cut the road in on the weekend. Nice. So we have the road in. Wow. Perfect. We're not going to start building any, any stuff until we have a vision quest in the spring, a proper vision quest. Can you come chaperone us? Nice. I feel like you should be there. Sure. We'll do like a little groundbreaking with a shovel or something. Okay. We gotta wrap this up pretty quick too. We've been rambling. I have a bunch of emails here. I'll just leave them for next episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and or subscribe to the America Newsletter. And go to the text line 403-702-6083. Uh, we got a text here. It's been a while. Yeah. So this text from August 20th. Okay. Hey, guys. Really like the Rizwan Vercap. Really good. I'm the guy who sends pics on Twitter of the moon watching me every night through my front window. Clown emoji. Listening to the theories about it, then watching it, watch me, is weird at times. Keep up the good work. Then I have to close this fucking thing and reopen it because the top of the screen doesn't work. Hmm. Uh oh, that's about. So uh, yeah, you can send a voicemail to that number or a text. Yeah, we don't get enough voicemails. Or you can also uh, jump in the chats too. There's a bunch of categories in there. Should start uh, reading more of the categories on the intros. Actually, just listen to Darren's DMT trip report. All I can say is fuck yeah, dude! Congratulations! Thank you for sharing. Yeah, a lot of good feedback on the authenticity of your trip report here we got one hey darren and graham do you guys make your own music to play at the end of your podcast are they downloadable anywhere if not you should make an album and put it on itunes i'd buy it i sent him the link to felix's Bandcamp page yeah buy felix's album yeah and i think he went and bought some of felix's stuff awesome back by 10 and hand them out yep and i think that's the last one this other one was a text to my daughter for the things they need for, so she's planning a little surprise party for her little sister. So they sent a note of the, so I was busy on my phone yesterday when she wanted to call her friend, so I let her use this one. And I just noticed today that she had, uh, oh, actually, no, you know what? She sent that. So Madison sent her the list of supplies she needs for the. Zombie the, anything? Yeah. <laughs> creepy, creepy pickner. What? It's a Halloween shop. Wow. Creepy clown face. Black sheet, 
Wait, these things are illegal. <laughs> Zombie anything. <laughs> Zombie. <and> creepy pincher. <laughs> That's going to be a hell of a party. That's awesome. Uh, anything else? Some quotes? Yeah, I got one quote. I'll save the emails for next time because I do have a bunch that I want to read. Okay. But we're running out of time. We have an interview to start in 10 minutes, so another 12 minutes. Profound quote of the week. Oh, what happened there, buddy? You know, I don't think I've ever fixed that. Oh, yeah, that's that one. Okay, all right, here we go. I just got a message from the Snake Bros. Oh, cool. So this is The Octopus of Global Control. That's my favorite quote book from Charlie Robinson. The deep state is so heavily entrenched, so well protected by surveillance, firepower, money, and its ability to co-opt resistance that it's almost impervious to change. If there's anything the deep, deep state requires, it is silent, uninterrupted cash flow, and the confidence that things will go on as they have in the past. It is even willing to tolerate a degree of gridlock. Partisan mud wrestling over cultural issues may be a useful distraction from its agenda. That quote is gold. That's fantastic, eh? That's from uh, Mike Dave Lofgren. McGowan. No, you'd think it, eh? Mike Lofgren, author of The Deep State, The Fall of the Constitution and the Rise of the Shadow Government. While I'm on that page, I got a small one there too. I might as well read it. The deep state is now in the wide open. We can see it. The deep state being the bankers, crooked politicians, a crooked government, and mainstream media colluding and working together. Cucks. That was from the SGT report. They're all fascists. All right, guys, we got to get out of here. Big thanks to Truffaut for coming by. Big thanks to Graham. Big thanks to you guys for listening. We love you. We didn't even beg you for any cash. Oh, geez. do please support the show. Uh, we won't ask it. Here, this will be an interesting experience. We won't do a begging for money segment, and we'll see how many people support. America.ca slash support. We love you. Enjoy the chat with the one and only Benny Wills. We got back in the studio tonight, Benny Wills, actor and comedian from Joy Camp. And he's also been on, we were just talking about a little bit, he's also been on uh, our friend's show there, The Boiler Room, with uh, Hesher and Spore and Alternate Current Radio. He's joining those guys a lot and with Jade Iron and them. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to chatting with him again. Thanks for coming back, Benny. Hey, it's my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me back. We were just talking about all the, the sort of like the world's converging in our all our past guests being on the show with you and stuff. And it's always fun to talk to people like yourself and 
just especially with everything that's going on right now, <laughs> I feel right at home. <laughs> yeah, man, it is. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, these are very strange times, and it's good to be able to talk to people that are like-minded. I mean, my it's, it's actually kind of weird for me right now because we uprooted uh, about a year and a half ago, and m- my community now is pretty much strictly online, which is a weird feeling. I don't really have many like friends that I see on a consistent basis. I do when I go to like conferences and stuff, yeah, but, it, yeah. but here where I'm living, I don't have many people to talk to. So it's <laughs> weird that like my friends have shifted to being like strictly online friends. Very strange it, it, times. It is very weird. Yeah. I mean, I could see, I'm sort of, I, I am bordering on that at times for sure. It's weird how it's, it sort of transitions into this weird thing where, I mean, and it's this other weird thing where some of the people, friends I've made online are, you know, I'm probably closer to them than people I grew up with in some ways. You know what I mean? Like we've shared maybe more personal information or we've had more conversations or it's just a, you know, by a a consequence of having more in common or whatever it is, it seems that, uh, or, or maybe it is because of the community that surrounds it. Yeah. Well, I was reading comments about contact at the cabin. We had a little uh, conference for about 10 days there with Randall Carlson and a bunch of a bunch of uh, listeners and stuff, and 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 they were saying how good it was to go and actually meet the people that that they're you know their online friends and how real everyone was. You know, it was like real conversation and real. You know, it was just a blast. Yeah, well, it's it's easier to you know when when no topics off limits and you can just like hash right. it out and talk and not I don't know worry about who you're gonna offend. Yeah, it's really easy to make friends that way. Yeah. So when you're doing with people who are just open to ideas and just to chat it out. I mean, so it's, it's like a minefield with so many people, like what topics you can talk about and what you can't. And, you know, if you, what's the right thing to say or, yeah, yeah, it's difficult. So, and now more than ever, do you listen to the no agenda show at all by any chance? I've like, actually never heard of it. No. So they, they deconstruct the mainstream news. It's really, it's uh, John C. Dvorak who, who lives in Silicon Valley and, uh, and Adam Curry, who's, uh, who's they've been doing this great podcast but their their community like they have a bunch of meetups now that they talk about every and it's very similar it's exactly what you say like they say nobody gets triggered there they can talk about anything it's very very similar so even though you know even though you don't know of them there's a lot of these communities i think building where i mean i guess you got to meet through online you know communication and all that because uh otherwise how do you know right but i mean i'm meeting i think i'm meeting more people in in real life that are sort of seeing through the smoke screen, but they're not, they're not quite, they don't really know what to make of it or they're not quite there yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. So yeah, I think exactly. that's why we need to talk to each other. Cause I feel like nobody has it all figured out. We all have a little piece of the pie and the more we can talk, the more we can like start to make some of this make sense. You know, it's, it's, and I think that's one of the problems with society today in general is too much dogma, too many beliefs controlling people's minds and, you know, too many sacred cows, too yeah. many sacred ideas that if you challenge them, you're a bad person. But I think every, I, I think every idea is meant to be challenged. And I mean that everything. A lot it's of our, false idols you know, too. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's our responsibility to question the nature of our existence. I mean, this is, as far as I can tell, the only shot at this experience I have. So I, if I want to question what a mountain is or what shape the earth is, that's, I can, I'm allowed to do that. No yeah. one can tell me otherwise, you know, but we're dealing with this, this dogma. Everyone's, everyone's so sure of their, of themselves and their opinions. It's frustrating. 
So we had you on about a year ago, and we were talking yeah. about censorship and political polarization, and obviously we were wasting time because none of those things were obviously a real problem. They've gotten much better. <laughs> non-issues, yeah. <laughs> those were non-issues. Yeah, non-starters. Yeah. Yeah. And now watching your funny skits and stuff, it's pretty funny because you can't tell. I can't tell, even though we've chatted before, like, I can't tell, are you being serious or not? Like, they're so good. They ride that line of like, he's really funny taking the piss out of something, but I think there's a core truth in there that you believe. <laughs> like the conspiracy yeah, well, one is hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's sort of the goal. I mean, you can kind of tell. Well, at least with the Joy Camp videos, you can kind of tell that we are obviously thinking outside the box. But in a way, it's always holding a mirror up to myself because I don't know what's what's really, really going on. I mean, you can only speculate and you can like kind of see some of the aspects of uh, the evil control grid, I guess. But, you know, I can I've certainly gotten lost in the rabbit hole before. And I've also been a real a-hole about it sometimes in conversation, especially you know, like 10 years ago. And back then, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just having fun. It's also just a reminder always to like, take this lightly and, you know, have uh, creativity is one of our greatest tools. To but you're not with. just trolling us all, right? You do, you're not just Definitely making, not. you're not just like having fun, right? You are, you, you do seriously think about the stuff, right? I think about this stuff probably way too much. I mean, okay. I'm constantly <laughs> contemplating. Just making sure. Everything. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trolling anything. I mean, I'm definitely, uh, for lack of a better term, a conspiracy theorist. I don't like the term, but if that means someone who is seeking truth and questioning reality, then that's exactly what I am. Oh, yeah, I'm a hardcore conspiracy theorist for sure. But I unplugged from all that shit a little over a year ago and I haven't been able to plug back in. I just, you know, I tried a couple of times. It was awkward. I was kind of bouncing off the edges and I just, you know, I was, eh, fuck. I'll stay out in my little world of barren. I mean, it's just it, the whole thing becomes, I don't know, exhausting. And I think, I can't remember where your stance was on Trump the last time we talked. I think I was I a either. little, I was a little closer to where Graham still is. I think the last time we talked a year I, ago. It's called hope. Yeah. But a year later, <laughs> I've kind of lost all that. And I, I'm really starting to look at Trump as, you know, just the next cog in a fascist machine that's just going to keep marching forward. Yeah, I, he's, a, <clears throat> he's an enigma, and I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think there's some good that he's doing, and I think that there's maybe some real dark forces that are also guiding some of his uh, control, and I'm skeptical. I mean, I can't help it. How can you not be? He's a president of the United States. I mean, exactly. based off of the previous presidents I've experienced in my lifetime <laughs> and that I've read about from before my lifetime— <laughs> The odds aren't very good for him being, you know, for the people and doing everything in our interest. It seems like you want that position in government. You're like the face of the corporation. You got to do what the corporation wants, you know? I just finished a book about the last, the, the last, the, the last, uh, all the presidential administrations of the last, since 1900. And it's pretty much a, just a fucking disaster. It's like, it's your worst <laughs> yeah. nightmare is fucking multiplied by 10. The funny thing is, is about back in the day, they used to just pull it off when they were younger. They were like just doing gangster political shit. They're like 30 years old, but he's running like naval intelligence. He's like 32. It's like, what? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just don't know. I'm still just watching and trying to keep an open mind, but not hoping for the best anymore. Just 
if I if something if something really great happens, then I'll be <clears throat> happy. But well, if I'm know. right, we're just getting started because then I think because when I lost when I became disenfranchised with Trump, it became this sort of like. I think Trump's like, that's the level we're at in the age of hyper distraction and hyper internet and two minute videos and everything else. I mean, you, you can't keep the genie in the bottle without, I mean, Trump's like the perfect for us, you know, that's what we need to keep us distracted these days. And I think that's ultimately what the president's job has always been is keeping the public. He's like the president, the, the presidential administration is like, you know, the chief sort of, um, Distractor? No, it's like the theatrical front office for the military industrial complex. It's like, to, okay, your job is to go out there and, you know, you're going to give the speeches, you're going to travel the world, you're going to shake the hands, you're going to make, so you're going to sell the weapons, you're going to make everyone on board with American imperialism. And then we're at the point now where it's like, okay, people are fucked. We just need someone to go out there and say crazy shit all the time. Half the people are going to like them, half the people are going to hate them. The left, right will get stronger than ever. And uh, we'll be right back where we started. But I don't think you can turn that off. Like, I don't think you can go back to just Bernie Sanders isn't going to be all calm and reserved. You know, if he wins, he's going to be freaking the fuck out there. I mean, I just watched a video the other day. He knocked himself out with a punching bag. What like, do you mean? What? What? Bernie Sanders. You know, what, like. What I, do you mean he knocked himself out with a Well, he was like punching a, a speed bag and he punched it and it came back at him in the face. It was pretty funny, actually. What does that have to do with, like, if he gets into office? That guy's running the country. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it would matter. You know, I, that's one of the reasons I'd like to see Bernie just win so that he can just be a fucking war criminal too. And then I think that would, fi that might be what it takes for all these, uh, for the younger generation to be like, oh yeah, it is all just a fucking illusion. Yeah. I don't know though. That, that attitude, I feel like I've been, we've, we've been saying for, 20 years like maybe th this will be the thing like mm. george bush is so bad with his obvious lies about the iraq war and 9-11 and man obviously this will be the thing that wakes people up and then barack obama swoops in and they're oh, like yeah. oh fuck i cried okay. i cried during his inauguration i was oh, fucking yeah, that's all according i was plan. full-blown right. fucking brainwashed in that thing and then people who are not on who don't like him by the end of his presidency they're like oh i can't wait to get rid of him and hillary clinton oh my gosh they're so bad when trump comes in this is going to be the thing everyone's going to see and it's again just like not and happening. now they, they've already got the next one in the bag so like five years from now to be like the post trump years we can't wait oh we're gonna be What's back better than ever that'll last another 15 years until yeah. they've and got us all by the ever. fucking balls yeah, we're going back to censorship i mean now it's worse than ever like now you know like 10 years ago right when i was i was living in los angeles that's like the belly of the beast in some ways and I was the same person I am now. I mean, I'm a better person now than I was then. But back then, I was still like questioning everything and a conspiracy theorist. And the people's attitude who weren't on board with these ideas was more dismissive. They may mm -hmm. have rolled their eyes at me or just said, whatever, you know, disregarded me or brushed me off or just considered me a conspiracy theorist. But now those same people think I'm dangerous and crazy. I need to be shut up. I mean, that's the level of this. Not, this is not so that censorship is working. So I. I don't know. It's it's more polarized and more. I don't know. It's it's such a minefield now that it's becoming pretty scary to really watch what you say. And I hate that. I hate self censoring. Did you see the new Chappelle I, show? I was just gonna ask. You know, I my plan is to watch it after this interview. Nice. I watched yeah. the first half of it last night. I fell asleep. I'm gonna rewatch the whole thing. I mean, 
from what I've seen in the beginning, it was just, it's just like perfect. I mean, I can't believe it's on Netflix. I know. I mean, I, I fucking almost canceled my Netflix. The only reason I haven't canceled my Netflix is because I have two young kids that will fucking kill me if I cancel yeah. Netflix. Because I already, we don't have cable or anything. I mean, they get to watch Netflix on a laptop sometimes or on a computer. So if I take that away from them, they'll just want me. I'm not up Yeah, there. no, I'm. But. Well, I've always liked Chappelle. I yeah. Mean, I, I like. Well, his last one, I was kind of like, uh, you know, I felt like maybe he was losing something, but I feel like he's back. When he, he does that impression, and he's just like, that's you guys. You guys are the worst fucking people to entertain ever. <laughs> and I mean, it's spot on. It's like, I wouldn't want to be a comedian right now. It's like your own fuck. I mean, we had someone tweeting us a couple months ago saying we needed to have more people of color on the show. And I mean, people are, and it's like, exactly. I'm a fucking Indian, man. Give me a break. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's all it's all just a mess. And if anything, I mean, so I, I like to take a step back from all this stuff, too, and just sort of like, you know, contemplate it and analyze it and see what the impact is having on, you know, the different groups and people's ideas. And if nothing else, Trump's presidency has absolutely solidified the polarization of people's minds in this country. I mean, no one is on, no one can talk to each other. The island, everyone's on their own island, unable to listen to what the other one has to say. And if you disagree, then you're the worst person. You're, you know, if you're, if you don't agree with all the leftist politics and you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, whatever. And if you're, and then if you're not on the right, you're a communist and you want to, you know, you want to come in and take, take all our jobs. And it's, it's just become so extreme. It's like there's a, a real, I mean, dare I say a civil war brewing, or at least that seems like maybe someone's agenda, someone's intention is to really get the people so mad at each other that they fight. And it's uh, frustrating, man. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I think they'll always dial it back from there a little bit because I don't think they really want that. I think then they start to lose control. I think they want, because I'm really starting to think like the, the Democrats are just the controlled opposition. It's all one party. And the Democrats are just sort of the controlled opposition that they let slip in every couple of terms. And, I mean, you look at the legislation they end up passing, and it really doesn't seem that democratic. They spend the whole time screaming out buzzwords that the left lead up. Then they bounce back, and then I think more and more that, and I mean, it's funny because I was a registered libertarian. They actually just messaged and sent me an email the other day to see if I wanted to be a candidate, and I can't because I completely, I don't, I'm not aligned with them. Anymore. I couldn't call myself a libertarian by any stretch of the imaginations. I think they're just useful idiots for the for the uniparty and I don't know where anything fits in. And I'm really, you know, it's fiance, I never thought I'd get, get here, but I'm really at the point where I'm just fully disenfranchised with the entire system. I really, I don't know if there's a way to take it back at this point. See, I, I feel, I think we're in a similar boat because I agree. And I feel like what, what all this does is remind me all the time is there is no hero coming. We can't, there's no waiting for someone to come and save the day. It's all, an individual responsibility to, you know, be your best version of yourself and do and speak truth and live simply and have valuable relationships and procreate. And, you know, it's all, I think that that's the, one of the biggest tricks of the system is to overcomplicate life. <laughs> it's not that complicated, you know? And I think that that's, you know, we, in spite of the odds, we have to keep moving forward on an individual path and be that hero that we wish would come save us and be that person. It's all our job to do that. That's how we make the change. Well, from that, uh, from that viewpoint, then I would say that things are looking good. Things are looking up. 
on that aspect. Cause I would say there's more people that are conscious of that or even leaning towards that and more people that are actively involved in it, whether it's books or groups or podcasts or, I mean, we've got a pretty good community here where everyone's sort of pushing each other constantly to be better. But I mean, I've even seen that spill over into the day to day where, you know, people try and change up their diets for a couple months just to see what happens. Just cause you know, I see that and then you got guys like Jordan Peterson and, and Mark Manson and guys like that, that are sort of helping to push that along at the same time, Joe Rogan, I would argue is, a, is, you know, a driving force in, in that a little bit of just trying to be the best version of yourself. I think that really does lead to a little bit of hope because that's something and I don't know if it's something, I mean, maybe Graham can say more cause he's a little older, but uh, like in my lifetime, I've never seen anything. The, the self-awareness of becoming self-aware is kind of, I've never seen anything like it. seems like it's at a height right now. What do you think? I, yeah, I think so. But I mean, because as people, people are seeing through the media lies and the, the big tech censorship, I mean, this is all the fake food. It's all, the fa- it's all, it's all just crumbling down, I think, for people. And they're, they're slowly, slowly realizing that they can't trust any of that infrastructure, any of the institutions, the media, the big tech. I mean, look at the blacklist now. You read through that blacklist, they don't want you learning about all kinds of stuff. It's unbelievable. And I know a lot of people aren't going into the details, but they're catching enough of, and I think Trump has had a big impact on waking people up to really how bad the media is and how bad the establishment is, even though he's like, he's in there. I still have, I still have a Trump wild card in my back pocket. I still reserve the right to say one day that, you know what, I was wrong and Trump, I still have that, you know, there's a couple percent to hope in my back pocket that, you know, something's really changing. But I tend to agree more with Benny that that changes. It's like, you got to quit. And I put it on our Facebook the other day that quit hoping for, for a better world and just go out and start, just go be better tomorrow. Just be better. Well, that was, that was one small thing every day and do it. Stop doing, you know, be nice to a stranger, whatever it is, just be a better person. And, See how that fucking ripples out. Totally. And, you know, I brought this example up on Boiler Room before, but I'm lucky enough that I go to a lot of conferences and events and all over the place. And one of the coolest things about those conferences, other than just being around like-minded people in general, which is really great, but I've noticed now since going to a lot of these in the last couple of years, most of the people in attendance are recently switched ah, on wow. or recently awakened i mean i'm talking like two or three years tops wow and that's really promising to me so in spite of the censorship in spite of the name calling and the ridicule and like the fear tactics there's more people waking up than ever and it's always something different which is also really promising whether <laughs> it's you know it's gmos or it's chemtrails or it's even something like bitcoin or uh you know pick your you know pick something like it's Something. Everyone. Everyone has a different access point, and I think it's really promising that Epstein suicide. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Anything can be someone's like you know light bulb moment, and that's what I notice a lot at these events. And that that to me is extremely promising. So that was kind of going to be one of my main questions for us to talk about tonight: is what do we do? Like we have a small voice. We're flying under the radar here with, you know, YouTube censorship and stuff. We're not big enough to be 
attracting censorship, but we're big enough to have a bit of a community. I and, think and we're a bunch just of too, people that feel like they can talk to us about anything. We just we got can, too many good vibes for them to shut us down. It's so, bad press. So what do we do though? Like, what are we supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? What are people that have a small voice supposed to do? Just keep talking about stuff like we do and building those communities. I think so. Yeah. I mean, so for me on a personal level, like I've, I, I started internalizing everything as I along the way, somewhere down the rabbit hole, I started th- realizing like I have to start applying, you know, some of this to my own life and participating in a way that's not only helpful to other people, but helpful to myself and, you know, holding myself to a, 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 a high standard of living. And so I'm the way I make money is in a problem solving way. It's of helping people I do real estate investing, which is problem solving and making sure that everybody wins in any transaction, which also can help empower me in my life. And I'm focusing on acquiring property that I can, or I'm in, a, I'm in an RV park, that I can uh, do farming on and have a relationship with, some kind of relationship with a garden, nature, and with people that I love nearby. And I want to procreate and have kids. I feel like if I don't have kids with my partner, then I'm throwing, and this is just for me, not for everybody. But for me, it'd be like throwing up the white flag and saying, you know what, I give up because I think the world is too in too bad shape. I don't feel comfortable bringing kids into the world. And that's me letting the fear win. So for me, it's I want to be a good father. I want to be a good steward of the land. And I want to keep helping people and uh, keep sharing, sharing truth. And I do it through poetry and through comedy and to see where it goes. But that's, you know, that's my, as of right now, that's my most sort of virtuous contribution while also keeping myself in check and, you know, monitoring bad habits and eradicating bad habits and, you know, just doing the best I can. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that Be The Change skit is is, is realer than I thought it was. They have it. <laughs> this is it. This is the new, Benny's fallen into the new thought. Yeah. That's okay. It's, oh, a, no. good, it's a good place <laughs> to be. I'm a new thought well, proponent. important. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. People need to be together, and, and you know, if that's the best thing that comes out of the censorship, if we get a, if we get our channels shut down and we get our, you know, our, our accounts suspended and whatnot, it forces us even more to meet each other in person, which I love. I mean, that's, you know, I have mixed feelings about the internet in general, mm. but it has it has given me so many friends and and people that I really care about and love, and I it's so important to meet in person and to hang out and to like you know, make these online relationships real and be out in the field and, and meet and, you know, develop a real life correspondence away from Twitter and away from Facebook and all this. Cause, uh, that's, what's real, you know, and community is important. Well, who knew you were right there? I mean, we'll have to come visit you. We can meet up at the amusement park. Oh, out there in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. The one, uh, it's oh, not far from Sandpoint. It's called Silverwood. It's great. Silverwood. The water park guys, is wait, fucking fantastic. Are guys, where are you guys located? We're in Calgary. We're in Calgary. So yeah. we're like That's about two six hours. hours. From the, we're probably two hours from the border. Yeah. We're about six hours oh. from Sandpoint. Yeah. Not bad. You know, um, I go to Spokane Richard, once Richard or twice Gage a year. Yeah. 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 Gage is in Sandpoint. Actually, we have a yeah. running gag on the show that when it all goes fucking south, we're all going to meet up at the south side of the bridge in Sandpoint. Hilarious, dude. I, I've memorized the drive to his place because he does have a pretty sweet setup. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So maybe we'll bump into you post-apocalypse. Yeah. Is, is that oh, yeah. fucking Benny Wills? <laughs> yeah, man. 
I know I know the route really well. <laughs> yeah, He's, that's uh, like my yeah. entryway into the states, man. I literally probably drive not not far from your house like a couple times a year. That's awesome. We we just had ah, it was really heartbreaking actually. We were supposed to be in a 20-acre farm property in the outskirts of Spokane at the beginning of this month, August 5th, and at the last minute the woman selling it decided she wanted more money and she refused to sign the closing documents. We've been it's been a really frustrating month. That's oh, why we're still on this trailer. Yeah. Uh, but we're hoping that that just means something better is yeah. coming along. We were this close to having the property literally of our dreams. So back to the drawing board, which has been pretty bitter. But that said, we love this part of the world. And I feel like a lot of other people who are of a similar mindset do as well. Like there's people are being drawn here for several reasons. But I think there's, there's something about the land that's very um, accommodating. Uh, that we love and yeah man let's meet at gage's place he's a rabbit hole potluck dinner every month really you guys yeah yeah he does he, and um i've been the special guest there oh that's several fantastic times. really so we're in man you guys you guys would be you guys would be the special guests 100 <laughs> percent. i can tell him if you guys want if you guys want Jeez, to let us know there, what days of dinner is it on it's weekend? usually like the third the third saturday of every month i'll tell you what I you think, set it up right? you let us know when and we'll be there We'll oh, get dude, Graham dressed up it. in his D and D costume. <laughs> he's got you like got a it. robe and shit and a moon. He's cast spells. See, and I just said it's good that everyone meet in person, and here we are about to make it happen. Yeah, ah, that's yeah. it. This that's, is how it happens. This is how the I mean, thought works. We're planning <laughs> another conference. I mean, we, we're planning another conference out by Wenatchee, and like, uh, oh, nice. In about summer. a year next summer. Yeah, Wenatchee. Prob- that's like an hour away. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have Randall Carlson out there. We're going to tour the scab lines and stuff. So we'll have to get you out for that for sure. Oh, I mean, we're I mean, actually looking at a compound be- in Wenatchee. We've got, a, uh, we've got a longtime listener, friend of the show. He's come to our conferences and he's like, I got some land by Wenatchee. We can build a Grimerica compound. Dude, tell that guy to get in touch with me too. Because I, I was just in Wenatchee last, or yeah, two weeks ago. Fuck. There you go. Yeah. This is it. This is it. You got to join the chats. America.ca slash chat. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna organize an event up here too. Uh, hopefully in the spring, but probably here in Spokane. Yeah, I we're there, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of cool people around this area from you know all the way out to Portland and Vancouver and Portland gets good, sketchy. Good, good, home, good people. <laughs> Portland oh, dude, gets sketchy. Not, <laughs> but good people are yeah. there. Some there's a hand, there's a handful that aren't Antifa, but they're uh, they're around. <laughs> They're in the they're in the trees like Sasquatch. Oh yeah, you gotta watch. Yeah, exactly. they're hiding out. They're laying low. I got yeah. my last tattoo in Portland. Yeah, it was like it was an experience because I've been to Portland a few times over the course of like five years, and it's just like. Didn't you get your tattoo by someone who was wanted by Antifa? Yeah, he, he had shot an Antifa allegedly. <laughs> I I was starting to get a tattoo, and he like takes off his vest, and he's just got a gun strapped on his belt. We start talking about, he starts to, I see an Alex Jones, uh, he's got an Alex Jones, like the pamphlet that Alex Jones gives you, the, the Patriot fucking whatever there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're an Alex Jones fan, eh? And he's like, yeah, so that was it. We say, he starts fucking going off on Antifa and he's tattooing me and, uh, and he's like, uh, I dropped one of those motherfuckers in the parking lot last summer. He's like, <laughs> he threw a fucking, I came out and they were fucking trying to rob the store next door. But he pulled out his fucking baton, pow, pow, two in the chest. And I'm like, holy fuck. And he's tattooing over the rainbow on my chest. And I'm just like, holy fuck. I hope this guy doesn't shoot me. 
but it was all right. We got out of there okay. It was it got pretty intimidating there for a few. And he was like spitting a bit while I was talking. I hope he's not listening to the show and offended. I don't mean any <laughs> offense. We did tell him yeah. about the show, but he was like. He we was, tried to get a hold. We tried to get a hold of him to get. To I was going to have him on the show, yeah, because I talked about that, and a bunch of fucking people from Portland got all upset and started emailing the show saying I had Portland all wrong. I'm telling you what, I don't have fucking Portland wrong. My buddy Braden's in fucking Portland right now, and he's like, "It's fucking sketchy." Portland sketchy. I'm sorry. It's a beautiful spot you got there, but you've let the fucking Antifa take over, and I'm worried about Very getting safe. cracked in the head with a fucking bottle. Yeah, uh, the best thing about cities like Portland and other like very extremely left cities are the farmers markets and the restaurants. The mm. food is really good always, yeah. and I that I mean that's one of the things that's like kind of frustrating actually about areas like that is that's one thing they do have. They're on. They're on. The, they're on point about is like GMOs and well-sourced food, and you know that's usually if there's any way in to people like that, like talking, you know, getting trying to get them to talk with me about subjects. It's the food. We that's talk a about great food, point. and that can sometimes. Yeah, that's you know, that's a great it's, point. Yeah, yeah. And then it well, just because full. it used to be because ten years ago it used to be the other way around. Everything is just like shifted right around. I mean. I feel like the I wonder people. What I could use for an in. I should dress up in my Indian garb. I should get some native. Just put American your moccasins garb. on. Yeah. And you're fine. I'll have my status you guys card out. Right in. I'll be like, I'm ultimate oppressed here. I'm like eight on the victim scale here. So move over. But there's a bigger issue going on with the cities besides Antifa and the, and the protesting and all that kind of stuff. It's the. If it's the, you know, and this is happening. Well, it's not even. You can't, yeah, yeah. You can't even say homelessness because, you know. You listen to some guys and they say it doesn't matter if there's extra housing or not. They're not going into housing. They're on the street for a reason and they're going to stay there. I mean, it's happening in Calgary right now. They're, they're, it's, it's, not, it's not a safe city anymore. It's happened in Vancouver and all down the West Coast. I mean, it, and I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what the answer is, but I think that there's, it's got something to do with, uh, you know, all the institutions getting shut down in the 70s and now there's no place for people to go. There's no place to identify the difference between addiction and psychological issues and physical issues or whatever. I mean, and these people just end up on the street. And the wow. problem is there's, there's the, the, the crime is not being dealt with either. So they're just letting all the crime happen and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. I would argue Benny's, Benny's angle could solve that problem as well eventually. I think better humans will eventually result in better relationships and better connections and I was actually just talking to my counselor today about how the, I think the two main things missing from people, why we see such a high, you know, addiction, addiction problem and anxiety problem and suicide problem, um, divorce problem, all that I think is sort of all stems from this, the same two things that are sort of lacking in people's lives. And that one of those is connection. Buddy was on Rogan there talking about the opposite of connection is of, of addiction is connection. And the other one is meaning. I think there's a lot of, and I think those two can kind of play into each other a little bit where the, the meaning and the connection can kind of tie into each other. Where if you, if you have enough really, really good connections and meaningful connections in your life, you can probably pull enough meaning out of that. But I think separately you need purpose which I think is something different that you probably can't, you can get that limited bit of purpose from 
from your family or from your relationships and stuff like that. But I think you also have to sort of be working towards something bigger than yourself or better than, you know, you need, you need some drive that isn't going to work and selling fucking insurance or cars or flipping burgers all day. That's not filling that void. And neither is watching TV and neither is fantasy football. So I Couldn't think agree more, man. If, you, agree more. if people sort of wake up to that, clean your room, you know, it sounds so simple, but clean your room and make your bed and try and, you know, keep it in that state most of the time. That's a good start. That's a good start on becoming a better person. And it's way less overwhelming than the shit that's going through your head of what a better person looks like. And I think yeah. that ends up on people eventually get to the point where they start being nicer to each other. They raise better kids that are nicer to each other. Just a little bit, you know, it's probably going to take us, you know, four or five generations to back out of this fucking wrong turn that we've come down. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like you're saying, live with purpose. I, I said something in a live stream last weekend that one guy who has been a big fan of mine over the years really took issue with. And I feel like maybe I didn't explain it well enough, but I said, stop following your dreams. And I didn't mean that in a way of like, don't do, don't, don't strive for what's exciting to you. And don't, you know, do, do don't strive to be your best version or like to contribute something of value, but stop, stop, living with a I'll be happy when mentality. Yeah, yeah. So I think that what we're taught is yeah. this blind pursuit of dreams, which don't, which are rather empty, which we don't even, which are kind of amorphous anyway. We don't really have a, a definition of what that means, what that looks like. This is why celebrities are all drug addicts and have get plastic surgery and, or kill themselves because they, they get what they thought they wanted and they realize that it's not what they thought because they didn't know what it was. It's, you know, fame and fortune and walking down the red carpet. What is that? What is that? So if you're, or, or to just be rich, you know, well, what does that mean? Like, so, and we're, this is what we're groomed with. We're groomed to follow these dreams, most of which are unattainable so that if we don't reach it, we're not, we don't become a millionaire, then we're going to be depressed because it's given us this, this expectation that we can't reach. Then we just, you know, we set, we feel small and feel, and we settle for some crap job. And we're always think about what could have been, and it's really unhealthy. But if you, decide to live with purpose and live with integrity and contribute something of value, you know, that you'll, you're more likely to be fulfilled with the achievement of that than this empty dream. Like I'm going to be a, you know, a, a world renowned pop star. Like, have you seen pop stars lately? They are, they are, they don't look like they're doing so well. Like they look like they're being, they're having to deal with some pretty dark, dark forces when they're, uh, with whatever they're doing, but you know what I mean? Like, unless it's, unless it has something to contribute, something that is solid and valuable, what's the point? You're just, you're just playing out the idea of a dream that this is, that the culture has given you. Yeah. That's yeah. And it's kind of that, that thing McKenna said about culture, not being your friend. I mean, that's the aspect of culture. That's not your friend. But you got to be careful with that because I think at the same time, there's a lot of aspects of our, it's, you know, it's only the last, it's like I said, where I said, we've come a few generations down a wrong turn. I don't know exactly how many, but you know, somewhere between five and 50 probably. But I don't, you, I think a lot of that culture too is sort of lost. I mean, people, people go around saying that culture is not your friend. I've never experienced real culture. 
Like, I mean, I mean, we had a mm. friend of the show, Chris Zuger. I remember um, used to send pictures because we were we sort of texted a bit and stuff like that. But he used to, you know, he, his family was still doing this sort of get back together at all the special events, and you know, someone's still playing the accordion and they're doing the polka, and it's very. You know, I guess what someone could call a gathering of of uh, problem people because they're all the same color or whatever, you know. But that used to be the norm where we'd all get together on the weekend with your, you know, whether it was the Croatian thing or the Ukrainian thing or the, I mean, I don't know how you keep that going today, but I think those were different parts of culture that were bringing people together in some sort of community that I would say like today, the last little graphs of that are like, I mean, it really seems like the last crafts of that are church. Churches might be the last thing where people are going and congregating for any real meaningful thing, even though that's mostly shallow. And, well, the, and I think the, what you end up with after that is you end up with sports teams, the rave and scene, fucking the Burning Man, and all that. I well, mean, aside from that, that, I'm going more from the like. But uh, that's where people are congregating now. I think a little bit. I mean, Burning Man's a little weird. I I wouldn't go about that. But I would say more tribes are building up around like sports teams and political parties right now than anything else. At the same time, it's almost like that's a pushback against what we're trying to do by building our little micro communities all all over the place. They're doubling down and saying, "No, no, you're fucking Republicans and Democrats or right and left and different factions of that." And you're getting labeled it. into something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's a it's a culture that exploits our wants. I mean, it's all about it's it is all about this idea of lack and you know, you once you buy this thing, then you'll be happy and if you look like this, then you'll be happy and it's all this want 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 giving getting us out of the moment, getting us out of, you know, loving who we are as we are and thinking that we need something to feel complete. You know, it's really it's all there to make us feel really defeated and small and insignificant with the promise of you could win the lottery. And it's, and then you can talk about culture. Like I, I've been to a lot of, I've been lucky enough to travel a lot. And my least favorite part of any country I go to are the major cities. But people think that going to the major cities is what you're supposed to do when you go to another country. And what you find is that these cities will, capitalize on what the culture used to be you know but it's all the same everywhere you go everything is homogenized everything is there's a starbucks in every city you know and it's it's all the same so you may be in paris france but after you know the excitement of like wow i'm in paris you actually see like well there's a subway over there and there's a starbucks over there and you can get a eiffel tower magnet at this gift shop and it's like that everywhere so it's taken culture and just made it into you know trinkets and and places to spend your money and it's actually not culture at all it's just like this is what we used to be known for but now it's all everything's the same yeah no matter where you go yeah that is interesting huh so where do you travel to if it's not cities then like just you're talking about visiting people and just hitting the countryside or driving through their car baby well the best the best part of traveling is the people again it's always the people mm -hmm. Always, I I love spending time with people, and that that's that's something that's been awesome about just I, I don't have. I mean, Joy Camp has like twenty two thousand subscribers. We never have like hit some, you know. We never like, even though a lot of people know about the channel, the channel never really took off. But 
I have people from all over the world who know who I am. And I've now proven to myself several times that I can like just say, hey, I'm going to be in, you know, oh, Amsterdam. And people will come out of the woodwork and say, hey, you can come stay at my place. And they'll put me up in like their, you know, their spare bedroom. They'll buy me a meal. They'll take me on a, a like an insider's tour of the area. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really cool. So, for, you know, there's people everywhere that are that'll show me what it's actually like to be mm. from the area and not just have the spectators tourist version you know that's fantastic that's why i like to drive everywhere you hop in the vehicle yeah. and go and you just get through it all that's why it'd be fun is just we could just go fucking rent a double decker bus or whatever you drive in england and we'll just go tour around well you're meeting a couple friends of the show uh, this weekend right yeah well i was trying to convince a couple guys to fly yeah. out but yeah, they no, chickened out so, but yeah. i'm going to meet a couple friends yeah. of the show and yeah i'm going to go bump into a couple couple people that i've been listening for a long time in kalispell be a good time if you want to make the drive over shit that must only be four or five hours from you <laughs> kalispell i've seen where's kalispell i've seen signs for it it's i'm still a, new to the area it's right uh it's right on oh, the, so that's just on the west side then? of glacier national park oh wow you're just going there then so, you're so you'd have there. to like literally jump over that sliver of idaho there oh so it's in it's in uh so i'm trying to find it's, the sun is set while we've been oh doing, it's in <laughs> montana okay oh oh that actually might be where Sonia wants to do her honeymoon. Oh, nice. Yeah, I need to go tour around, check Sounds out familiar. Glacier National Park. Nice. See what it's all about. Yeah. I haven't been to Montana yet, so I'd like, I, I would like to go. There's a lot of nukes. Nukes? Yeah, a lot of nukes. Like buried in the ground or yeah. what? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. A buddy who lives in Helena <laughs> was saying uh, if Montana separated, it would be the fifth largest nuclear power on the planet. <laughs> No way. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, I don't. Wow, that's new. I don't even know what to say to that. That's, yeah, that's it. That's okay. like, it. Well, I didn't realize it either. We were actually we took a we were just down. We drove down to uh, Colorado in May, and we were driving through the back way of Montana just so we could get a little bit more view, and we came up behind this like fucking tank looking Hummer sort of thing. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was like, it must be some. <laughs> we saw them too driving. I was like, it must be some crazy Montana guys bought some old Desert Storm vehicle, it looked like. So finally we like um, passed them. And as we passed them, it said Mobile Missile Command on it. And then we drove by this other little military site, a couple of these little fenced in areas. And then we went talking to a local and he's like, oh yeah, those are all nuke sites. And he's like, so those trucks driving around, they can launch the nukes if they get sent to... They get sent the codes, they can launch, and they're always moving, so they have to be on the go 24-7 so that they can't be pinned down or kidnapped. Or... So, hey, that was uh, what I learned uh, in Montana, is look the fuck out and don't walk up to any strange military installations or they will fucking shoot you. <laughs> that is crazy. I had no idea. Thanks for, the, th thanks for the heads up. But we could probably harvest them for power somehow, post-apocalypse. <laughs> probably. Maybe nuclear energy is uh, cleaner than we've been told. It's possible. We we figured that out like 300 episodes ago. <laughs> I think those new I those new nukes they say like eat their own waste. We should get one. I think you can get one on the black market for like 60 grand. Backyard nuke. Little backyard nuke. It's power block for maybe 150 years. We could, we should get one for the compound for sure. <laughs> See, I feel like it's that kind of thing it's going to get the sensors out. That's the, the algorithm. It's like a little red light is going off somewhere. 
He's talking about compounds and nukes. Yeah, that's it. You're done. The black market. The yeah. AI is just listening and yeah. twitching. Yeah, twitching. Oh, well. It says doesn't say Grammarica in the title. It just says Benny Wills. So. Oh, yeah. Well, we should be okay. I've, I've, been getting, I've been getting screwed by the algorithm for years. We're just getting there. Actually, we had our PayPal shut down once. Really? Just for a couple of days. Yeah, they just sent us an email. Just like, sorry, we're shutting you down. You can access your money in six months. And then I called them and I was like, what the fuck do you mean you're shutting me down? And they're like, oh, sorry, that was a mistake. You're back on. And I was just like, I wonder how many people they do that to and they just scoop whatever's left in the account. How... What did they, did they give a reason or they just no reason no. they said due to suspicious activity or something <laughs> like that so it's like anyone is doing anything sort of even close you know maybe you're not paying taxes it's like hey let's shut down like fucking a couple thousand accounts and see how many oh i see see how many try and get back it up or yeah. see how many only have four or five bucks in them and they don't you know i'm sure i always think it's about money wow yeah, well, Peter Thiel, who invented PayPal, he's admitted that he likes to drink blood. That's fact. That's not conspiracy, that's fact. Young blood or just blood? That, I don't know if he specified, but that was in one of those articles that came out about a year ago of, like, conspiracy theories proven to be true. Yeah. <laughs> Human beings drink blood. And he was, he, he's on record as saying, yeah, I like yeah. to drink. And there's studies that show, you know, are trying to figure out what anti-aging effects the drinking human blood can do for the body. I mean, and what? he was one of the ones who was like, you know, cheerleading for it. Or is it, doesn't he have a startup? Yeah, there's a, there is, doesn't yeah, he have a blood a, fucking yeah, drinking a, startup? Yeah, I there's a, like where teenagers can give blood to this uh, and then people buy it. That's, I think I'm, I shouldn't say that. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's, that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, wow. We, we joked around about it a while Here we ago. Go. And... It's in the guardian. So that's, that's, Oh, does Peter Thiel own a blood research center? No, Peter Thiel is not harvesting the blood of the young. <laughs> Peter Thiel has some wild ideas, but transfusing teen blood into his own body might not be his bag. So let's go to Ambrosia. Ambrosia is the startup That's harvesting right. the blood of the young. The notion has been parodied on TV, but a real company is offering transfusions of plasma from teenagers to reinvigorate older people at $8,000 There you bag. go. There you go. So we need to get some teenagers on the payroll and start pumping some blood out of them. Yeah, I guess that's the secret. We'll give them four. And you're on the club. Just scare we'll them a little bit for, first. No, we'll just scare buy it from them, them for 3000 Traumatize them. Well, you think it has to be fucked up blood, like scare blood? Well, oh, like the adrenochrome? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. What no, you're this doing. is not. There's different. I don't this think they're just, doing that. This is just happy blood. I mean, I'll donate a bag of blood a week for eight grand. I mean, I, well, a bag a month. My you're bills, too old are, my bills you're, are paid. You're too old. This is the problem. But you've got Indian blood. Yeah. That should be worth more. That should be worth more. <laughs> That's probably worth a lot. We should, <laughs> we should be able to be a little older, too. I'll tell you what. Five grand a bag. Yeah, give a deal. Five grand a bag off. if you buy two. A bag every two weeks. Can I give that much blood? I think I can. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah, I probably you can try. Eat, eat a little better. Yeah, if I start getting, if I start getting faint. drowsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll just take shot, some you know? of your old man blood to replace it. <laughs> that's that's vampirism, though. You know, I mean, that's really it's funny how this stuff comes back around to 
the myths and all that that you know this is it, it works especially people, when people the myths were the myths of blood, shit right? that were yeah. probably true because yeah. it's probably some from some fallen society before that was doing all this crazy shit and they're like okay that got weird let's start over we're gonna write down some rules here some stuff that we're not gonna let creep in and then you know they write a bunch of crazy books around it, it becomes a bunch of crazy religions and we fight about it we kill each other about it and then we'll do all that, that stuff anyway I mean, it, it, people who are okay, like, dropping nuclear bombs on other countries or just carpet bombing in general or committing <laughs> acts of genocide, why wouldn't they be okay drinking blood? Exactly. Like, that's you know, like small potatoes, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why they drop the bombs, so they can go in there and harvest the bodies. Who knows? I don't know. That's Pookie, pretty, that, got dark. that got dark quick. Yeah. That's your comedian. <laughs> <laughs> We have to probe deep in order to find the jokes. Yeah, there's a yeah. joke in there somewhere. There's a joke there in that pile of bodies. You keep digging till right. you find it. Yeah. And then when you laugh about it, then you can talk about it more objectively and not be afraid of the topic. That's right. And it helps with that awkward feeling inside that that's like a and, nervous laugh in some ways. Yeah. And, and it's so ridiculous. I mean, this is how Kevin and I started Joy Camp in the first place is we ended up laughing at how ridiculous some of these ideas were like, yeah, you know, they go in there and bomb and, they harvest the organs and drink the blood. Like, that's ridiculous. If it's true, it's it's true. But come on, like that's we can have a laugh at just how crazy the rabbit hole can be. You know these ideas. That's it's one of my favorite videos you, of you did. You did the rabbit hole video, which was really funny. I think oh, it was cool. a poem. I think it was a poem you did, wasn't it? The rabbit hole poem. Do you know that off the top of your head or? Oh man, I don't know it off the top of my head. It's called the rabbit hole notes. I've done it at a few conferences now. The first time, the, 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 the copy. The one that you saw, I didn't tell anyone I was going to do that. And uh, people, and I, and I went up there and said, I don't really have a speech, but, you know, I got these notes and, you know, just, if you'll indulge me, I'm just going to share them with you. So people were like, what? And then I went into it and it went over really well. Did it? Yeah, I could hear Good. people in the background, like some of them, like, agreeing with you and cheering and getting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I could see that flopping, flopping so, as well. If, uh, if you had the wrong crowd, they'd be like, what is this guy talking about? So your newfound sort of path you're on. Yeah. I got to ask, because, I mean, it does seem, it, it seems to border. Like, I, I start to think that that's sort of what religion was sort of meant to do in some ways, you know? Like, if you can sort of take some of the underlying values from the big religions, they can sort of boil down to exactly what you're talking about. And I think that's what I was talking about when I said it sort of got built up and misconstrued and, and all this terrible shit came out of the, this book or these books or these religions that were kind of just basically humans telling other humans to live like you're talking about living. Well, I think that's what these, I mean, yeah, I think more or less, though, how do I say it? Yes, there is. Religion gives you a meaning, a foundation to live a good life. I mean, if you follow Jesus's teachings, I'm, and I'm, I've only actually I just started reading the Bible last month, so I'm like brand new to this. But just by reading the Gospel of John, it's obvious that Jesus is there to, to remind you, like, hey, be better, be better, you, and there's a better way to do it. Just watch what I do. Here, here you go. This is this is how you treat people. This is how you behave. This is how you stand up for truth. It's a good it's good to have a moral foundation and to have principles in which to operate. Once you, and if you have principles like firmly entrenched into your way of being, then 
you'll start operating in a more ethical way with more morality and with more humility and with more forgiveness and with more integrity. I mean, it totally makes sense. And then when someone comes in and takes those ideas and said, ah, ha, now you have to worship me and listen to what I say. They just like, and then forget about that book. I have the way it's, it just becomes power crazy. And then, then it is something that you can manipulate people with, but you know, there is, we should be taught how to be like Jesus really. And that's coming from someone who's not, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about the Bible yet, to be honest, but it's obvious that he's a good role model. If nothing else, well, that's where the me- that's where the meaning and the connection comes from too. I think that Darren was talking about, which we're missing, and I and I I think we've gone too far the other way, where it's it's so materialistic now, and there's so much of this pushback, and it's not like everybody in our personal lives, I don't think, is is like that, but as a society or as an institution, we're still under that materialistic paradigm, totally. and it's and it's a false it's a false scientific paradigm, and what's missing is that spiritual connection that we should have with maybe it's our higher self or our soul or our reincarnate reincarnated self or you know our astral body when we have an out-of-body experience like those are the realities that people experience and if we had a connection with that or an understanding that that would that would bring meaning and connection knowing that hey when i you know i should lead a good life because when i die i'm you know i'm not just dying i'm moving on to something else you know it would give more meaning to life if we weren't just a, a, a suit, a meat puppet, you know? Yeah, I know. I it, so. it would probably automatically make you just be a better person too. I mean, I think it almost seems like by design telling people <clears throat> their, their life is meaningless and their biological robot kind of starts you off from a, you know, you're starting off from the wrong side of the tracks right there. You know, you're starting off with a bunch of fucking, I don't know what it is, but there's well, probably a little bit of internalized shame that comes along with that because fundamentally, you know, you 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 think your life is meaningless. Yeah, and if you realize we were all connected, and that your thoughts did matter, and your intentions did matter, you know, and that's I don't know, it'd be a different well, reality. Exactly. If we were if we were if we were taught how to love and how to love ourselves and how to love others and how and really had a moral framework. Rather than this indoctrination school system, we wouldn't be, if we were ethically charged, we wouldn't have a need for authority. We would be our own authority and there wouldn't be any homelessness. Like you're saying, I mean, this wouldn't, we would, we would be so, I don't know, in this, uh, in an idealist way, you would be able to uh, handle society's problems and you wouldn't just be, you, know, you wouldn't see the guy in the street and say, you know what, I'm not going to worry about him because I got to do my thing. We would go out of our way to make sure this person gets brought back up to you know, try at least help them in some way to see what happens. You can't eradicate evil, but you can make a huge difference. And if we had, if we were all operating from our most moral place, then we wouldn't have tyrannical government. Yeah, I mean, money's or, not doing it. I mean, Seattle gets what a billion a year for the homelessness problem, and it doesn't do that. Doesn't do anything. It makes it worse. Well, I so would that's say not that, working. That all comes down to how you're. You know, that's a generational thing. That all comes down to how you raise a couple generations. I don't just mean parenting. That comes, you know, entertainment, school, all that shit. Because that's uh, fundamentally that's what's gonna. If you're talking about changing people i mean you just gotta give them a better head start so that they you know that's the beauty about people is we're highly highly adaptable and trainable so if we if we if we can fucking figure it out 
then we can start raising kids that way so they grow up so that evil has less of a less of a, a spot Hold to creep in, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So less we know how to handle evil better. We yeah. know how yeah. to handle it. Can't get rid of it. it within yourself. So that you know how to fucking, you need to be able to seek out and handle the evil within yourself instead of just exactly. trying to bury it. And want to handle it within yourself, want to tackle our issues and want to get better and not just let our vices, you know, overwhelm our decision-making. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why I have a hard time trusting Trump is he's on money now. They put his face on a coin in Israel. I think that's a bad sign. I don't think any sort of real hero <laughs> would be on a bad sign. Yeah. He's on the money, you know, and I think that, and this is not this, I, mean, I don't have any, I used to blame money for a lot of the problems in the world, and I don't anymore. I think that people who understand how money works have taken advantage of people who don't understand how money works. Uh, money's a tool. But that aside, his face being on a coin, I think, is a bad sign. I don't think that lends itself well to him being some sort of, like, hero for humanity. Anyway, that's just me observing something yeah. peculiar. Don't, don't say that too loud, or they're going to start putting... Uh... Jesus and Muhammad and Buddha and all those, they'll have a whole coin set. <laughs> but they're not on coins, and that's worth noting. Yeah. You know, I made, I made a comment just like that the other day, and uh, I got attacked for being anti-Semitic on <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, I'm not saying anything about Jewish people. I'm just saying it's, it's a bit alarming and concerning that Trump is on money in Israel, and eh, anyway, you can't even, I don't even want to go down that road, but I got viciously attacked by someone who I used to be friends with on uh, line. It was just like, really? I'm trying to help people. That's here. the worst when to... you know they're not a troll or a bot or. Yeah. Anti Semitic. It's like, how's that your word. wedding, you motherfucker? Yeah, well, it, we used to, we played softball together. We, someone I used to know, he's a, he's a friend of mine. And now he's, he was like tagging everybody that we have. Uh oh. Kids outside. <laughs> he was tagging everybody we were friends with, mutually friends with, and saying, "You got to unfollow him. He's a, he's a, uh, his material is vile." He said, "Well, my work is vile, and that he's anti-Semitic and he's a 9/11 denier." That's what he called me, <laughs> a 9/11 denier. Wow! wow. Like, wow. The term is denier. truther. <laughs> yeah, I was like denier, denier. Like I go out and say 9/11 <laughs> didn't happen. You know, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's silly. Oh, that's I mean, I'm surprised I, I Graham hasn't term. lost more friends. I hate that term. I know. I, yeah. I don't know why. Because Canada's like, we, they hate Trump. And Graham loves this guy. He fucking loves no, him. No, I don't. I don't. I don't trust him either. Well, I trust him more than any other one. <laughs> See, he's an he outsider. He can't even say it. He can't even why, say it. Because he's an outsider. He's, he's sinned. He has to repent. <laughs> and I always all, hope for the best. All I have don't is the wrong. faint hope that he is the outsider that he seems to be. That's it. You know, totally, man. Yeah. In the same boat, and it's I mean, never going to be the I, same and ever again. Oh no, it's broken. It's never. He broke it. If nothing else, he broke it. Yeah. Well, exactly. Right. People who, I mean, have you guys, you guys check into the QAnon stuff at all? Yeah, a little bit. It's, yeah, we're, we want to get. We want to have a, a deeper episode on it, but it, it's pretty interesting. Well, I, I kind of like dabble in it from time to time, and every time I do, I kind of go deep <laughs> down it and like listen to people who think to well call themselves experts on it or whatever the ones who are reporting on it and. It's far too intricate to be just something that's set up just to distract people. Yeah. I think it's like so, so intricate. Um, 
So I don't write it off completely. I don't have much faith in it, to be honest, but I'm observing it. You know, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it. And I hope it's all accurate. You know, I can't help it. So even though I'm very skeptical and I don't really have much faith in it all turning out well for everybody uh, and Trump turning out to be some sort of hero, but I would love it if he did because I am a hopeful person and I do see the best. I can, you know, I, I love being alive and I love this world and I think it's, uh, we deserve justice. You know, we deserve a better, a better hand. This is yeah, exactly. uh, a pretty raw deal so far. So let's, yeah. I'd love it if he turned out to be a great guy. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I reserve the right to withhold we'll judgment. <laughs> but I don't withhold we'll judgment on Benny Wills. I think you're great. And hopefully oh, we'll thanks. see you at a Richard Gage dinner here sometime soon. We'll do a podcast. Yeah, let's do it. I'll tell. I'll email him. Uh, actually, I'll just send him a text message when we're done talking and say that you guys uh, want to be guests at his potluck. Has he been on twice on the show? He's been on twice. Yeah, yeah. maybe three times. No, I twice, can't remember because we did that yeah. like emergency announcement of the grand jury thing with him yeah. too. Yeah, that was great. Oh, he's great. It's so interesting that people want to call nine eleven the deniers out there when like if you just went if you just spent five minutes, two minutes just looking at a couple things, you know, you'd have some questions. Can you pick up a couple things from Washington for me on your way over? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> I'll hit up your PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you got it. But um, yeah, denier is stupid. This guy also said that I spit on the graves of three thousand people, like questioning nine eleven. I mean, that's just—it's just, it's just wow, nonsense. Well, he would it's not want to hear some of the questions well, I have. Well, I said if I died in one of the three buildings that fell down that day, I would want someone to look into it and understand the truth about it. It has nothing to do, it's something, you know, it's, that's justice. That's so, that's the, I don't want to die a martyr. You You know what you should have said? I want somebody to investigate it. You should have said 25 million fucking Soviets died during World War II. Where's their Holocaust? That's true. That's another great point. See where that gets you. (laughs) 13.5 million Chinese. Well, the Soviets don't run Hollywood, so. <laughs> Whoa! Benny Wills gets a shutdown. That's it. Well, that's something you're not, I would be called anti Semitic for saying that. Yeah, even exactly. Yeah. We're just a even bunch of anti Semites over here. Actually, they're going to cut true. that out of this interview. Oh, and man. And that's going to go against well, my libertarian political chances. Well, all right. I think I'm just going to reply to the email and say you're all fascists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, is, is it they're. That's because I live in Hollywood and I, I worked in that business. <clears throat> Jewish people make the joke that Jews run Hollywood. They will say it and they know it. But then you say it and you get called anti Semitic. You're not allowed to say it. And I think, well, what's anti Semitic about that? You should be proud of that. Why would you be mad yeah, that I. Because it's say, a slur. You know yeah, yeah. Jews run Hollywood. But that's not yeah. saying it. That's a neutral yeah. statement. It's a and positive it's one a if you fact. say they run a corporation, but if they run Hollywood, then it's then it's a slur. Like, well, doesn't Semitic would, include like Muslims and Arabs? Technically? Exactly. Well, that's exactly. Yeah. Let's let's, let's define. Let's, let's get our grammar in place here. What is a what does Semitic mean? Semitic, I think, is covers oh, Arabs as well. Last time I checked. So I think it's like, just more lashing out. So you can't people say get Arabs. That's, can't you? I don't think so. You're the that's guy just, who says abos, bro. <laughs> You're gonna yeah, get we're, we're, more nonsense we're just setting up flags. Yeah, <laughs> setting up flags. Them there, they. I get I got called transphobic because of my poem on uh, 
San Francisco Pride, which has nothing to do with gay people, by the way. It's just a comment on the Pride Parade. That was a good, but I that got was called. a good one. I like Thanks. that poem, yeah. Thanks. And again, I, some of my best friends in the world are gay. I have nothing against gay people. I, I had an issue with the event because it was very bizarre, and I didn't think it was really celebrating anything. But to be called something like transphobic and homophobic, thought about it. I'm like, these are just nonsense words. Because who is afraid of gay people? I've never met a single person who's afraid of a gay person. Who is, who is afraid well, who's of even, No, no. Who's okay. even They're against afraid it of their nowadays. inside gayness. That's what it's I just, thought we figured that out. Just, that if you're, if you're a huge homo, if you hate gay people, you're probably a little gay inside. It's okay. It, exactly. Exactly. It's okay. But, just look at a little, you know, get that out of you and it'll be okay. But phobia implies fear. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a good right. That's a good well, you're scared a, of the gay in you. It's just, it's not supposed to be, it's projection. Because you're scared of the gay in yourself. You know, it's funny. That's, those are the slurs. Those words they make up are the slurs to to ward off any criticism, anything that might open up the conversation to have a little more, you know, constructive input on these ideas. It's just crazy. And to gain control over speech a little bit, I think, too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the language, or war, war for language, war and on words. We were just talking to Tony Heller, and he was talking about how climate is, the whole climate thing is all about getting control of fossil fuels. And I hadn't, you know, I don't know how I had overlooked that that could be the fucking game plan, but that all of a sudden starts to make a lot of sense, is if you can start using it as a reason to start, you know, however you make it so that you know every time fucking Darren Grimes buys gas and how much and where, you know, it's it's another level of control over travel and surveillance everything, of travel. Yeah. yeah. You need a license to buy gas, and you only get so many liters a year. Gallons, you'll get a few gallons. I'll only get liters. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, this is this is this is my another issue I have with not with Trump, but in taking issue with thinking that Trump's going to solve everything. There's so many. This it almost feels like an infection. Like the root of this system is sick, so therefore everything that grows from it is also sick. How can, you know, if Trump takes down the pedophile network, that's great. But how is it going to solve all these other little issues, yeah. all these other things that are infecting our reality? Yeah. You know, and that's where, that's where we have to maintain personal responsibility because we do have a role to play. And, you know, we can, you, can, you can start a 5G action group in your community or you can, you know, rip out your smart meter in your, from your house. Like, there's things you can do that, might that be Trump's a not going to do. Here. <laughs> Don't don't rip out your smart meter if you're in Canada. <laughs> That's true. They're everywhere, man. That's what I mean. Like they're you everywhere. Can bypass it, so they don't know. Throw some. Throw a lead blanket over it. That's what we need as a YouTube channel on how to bypass your smart meter. So only like ten percent goes into there. Not enough to set off the whatever it sets off. It sets off. It's setting off something. Something. Anything else? Yeah, that's inspiring. That I, is inspiring. I agree. I, agree. I think it's great we're going to meet up. That's the best part. We started Let's off the it, chat man. talking yeah, about it. how important it was to meet up, and we finish off with a dinner date. <clears throat> I mean, that's a synchronicity totally. if I ever knew. Especially considering I don't think any of us knew where the other ones lived going into this. No, nope. I know. I love it. I love it. And then uh, you guys can come to my event in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Sure. If you want. You're invited. What is it? Well, I do this thing called Regeneration. 
and I did it two years in a row in LA. I had to skip it this year because I've just been bouncing around way too much. Um, but it's a way to, it's a focus on, well, I want to say creativity, but there's much more to it than that. So since I, what I do, since I have a, a performance art background and I'm a poet and I do comedy, I, and I find that it's a really useful way to reach people. You know, art has a way of reaching people that PowerPoint presentation can't. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is get speakers who are good at stuff like that, experts in their field who can give a presentation on whatever they're an expert about, but sandwich it between a performance, whether it's a poetry performance or it's a musical number or it's, uh, you know, visual art or something. And it's very interactive. And so it's, yeah, that's what I do. And it's, it's been really, really successful. The first two I've done and people really seem to like it. And also it's, I encourage participation. So if someone come that you come with, uh, something to contribute, whether it's something that you've been working on or something you've done, or if it's just a conversation starter, like yeah. I want the, com it's, to, it's to get us all on the same page and to, you know, share something in a group setting and have fun. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, Graham will do a speech. We've been no talking. I'm not doing this. Twenty speeches. minutes. We, we've been talking about doing that little mini events like that. Well, as well Ben's there, we right? Did, we did. Yeah, yeah. Ben Greenfield would be close by. He'd, he'd be interesting to do a little presentation on something. But um, we've been talking about doing that two little mini events where we get a couple guests and a bunch of bunch of listeners and just do focused, uh, you know, presentations or workshops on a couple different things. Mm. And yeah, we were talking about doing one. We were saying a good one for winter would be just one that's all like sort of indoor presentations. We all sort of hole up at a ski chalet someplace. That'd be something we could collaborate on maybe. Totally. Yeah, I'm all about it. I think that's what I want to do. I think next year I want to focus more on my own events rather than traveling so much because yeah. it's, it's, I'm pretty tired. I mean, it's been awesome to travel so much this year, but it's, uh, it's also worn me out yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Right on. I suppose we'll wrap it up there. It's been a slice. Cool. Can I can I plug my uh, oh, yeah, absolutely my outlets? Plug away. Yeah. I'll, so have, if I'll have them in the show notes as well. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. If anybody's gonna be in Philadelphia in uh, I guess two weeks from now. Yeah, two weeks. I'll be performing at the Anarchadelphia conference. And if you use the promo code Benny, you can get a little bit of a discount because those tickets are pretty expensive. But we'd love to see you there. I'm hardly ever in the East Coast. If anybody's out there and wants to meet up, come to Philly. We can maybe even. Get coffee or something if you can't afford the ticket. Uh, subscribe to Benny Wills on YouTube. I have a new YouTube channel. It's just my name, youtube.com slash Benny Wills. Uh, I need all the support I can get because I'm trying to start a new channel in the age of censorship. Good so luck with that. Pretty challenging. But yeah, it's going pretty well so far. And you can also subscribe to Joy Camp and uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, blah, 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 Facebook, all the other stuff. That's I'm pretty easy to find. And you're also on uh, Boiler Room as well, which is oh yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Boiler Rooms Thursday nights. I'll probably be yeah. on there tomorrow night. We'll see. I think awesome. uh, I should be on there. Yeah, why not? Awesome. Tell them we said cool. we Yeah, yeah. Say hi I for will. us. Yeah, yeah. I will, no doubt. And it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Yeah, it's been okay, fun. Benny. Yeah, take care. Have a good one. You too. See you guys. See you see in uh, Gage's place. That's All right. right. Okay. See ya. At Gage's place, over the underwater, underwater, over the, the underwater over the sub base, base, the underwater sub base, the underwater nuclear sub base. That who knows if the I don't think there's any nuclear subs there because the I don't way. even know what nuclear is, but there might be some nuclear subs there. Yeah, there could nuclear? be nuclear, not nuclear, not nuclear.
What, what where does that where did I get that from? Does it go when you go nuclear? Is that why I got it? No, it's go nuclear. Yeah, I don't know where you. It's never been nuclear. Never been nuclear. Well, I mean, it's been nuclear like on the Simpsons and is that why George maybe? Bush? Nuclear, really? Yeah. Just, just, yeah, not, <laughs> not in culture. I mean, you're there. You're affecting culture right now by spreading that disinformation. Nuclear. I'm sure you've got people that listen to us saying nuclear, and they're like, "Fucking Graham." What are you going to do yeah. when you live in a shoe? So that would be interesting. I mean, who knew Who knew that was going to end up with uh, with a rabbit hole dinner at Richard Gage's house? Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Are you going to do a speech? Oh, no, sorry. That's at the conference. You're gonna I'm do not doing speech. any speeches. You're doing a speech. You just said so on the air. I didn't. I said no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. How about five minutes of stand-up? Oh, that would be worse. I'm going <laughs> to do a speech on, like, Buddhist recovery or something like that. There you go. We got the speech topic. There There we go. Speech on Buddhist recovery. Look for it. Uh, Look for Benny Will's YouTube channel. Uh, Look for Joy Camp YouTube channel. Look for the America YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed there, you might as well head over to our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button so that, uh, I don't know what it does, but it must do something. Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, it, uh, it probably helps with the algorithms. The more subscribers we have, right? Has to. Has to. Can't hurt. Support the show while you're on the internet doing stuff. GrabAmerica.ca slash support. You know, you can even just like, if you just like swipe right or left, I don't know, whichever way. If you swipe to your show notes, depending on what your podcast playing device is, swipe over to where the show notes are, scroll down a little bit. You're going to see a GrabAmerica.ca slash support button right there. You hit that. Like, honestly, if you're listening to the show right now, you could literally be supporting the show in like a swipe and two presses. Wow. That's, that's swipe to the show notes, press support. Actually, no. So press support, then you have to press the number. And then you might have to press OK or something. Yeah. We're talking 45 seconds. You go from non-supporter to supporter in under a minute. Wow, that's pretty good. What other play? I mean, we were just talking about personal development, getting better, being a better person, being accountable. You can be accountable for your content right now, a minute from now. You could be just a little bit of a better person. Cancel your cable and do it to like 20 of your favorite podcasts. That's right. Five bucks a month to I 20 you were gonna of read your the favorite sh- podcasts. I the email about canceling cable. I did already. Oh, did I miss I, that? I don't know. I don't think you read it. I think you read the one you read last week instead. Oh, I don't know. It's getting, I, that wasn't even on this show, so it doesn't matter. Is. Anyway, big thanks to Benny. Big thanks to you guys who support the show, who keep us going. We love you. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.
Please. 